This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. I find it upsetting that we have to keep returning to this topic. Pedestrian casualties on our roads. In the past two days, at least 11 pedestrians have been struck by vehicles in the city. Two of the victims died of their injuries, and this, despite promises from city officials to curb the number of pedestrian and cyclist injuries and a goal of zero pedestrian deaths by 2026. We want to hear from you uh, if you've had bad experiences, uh, near misses, or or, uh, something bad happened to you as a pedestrian. The number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now we go to Police Constable Clint Stibby of Toronto Traffic Service and... uh, Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there anything to do maybe with a change of season or anything like that that would cause so many accidents in just a couple of days? Unfortunately, it's driver error is what it's boiling down. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. It's actually errors on both parts. Uh, we do see errors on behalf of the pedestrians in some cases crossing the block or stepping out from between vehicles. In some, one case, we had an individual step off the roadway as a vehicle was right beside the individual. So um, other situations we've had uh, cars making turns where the pedestrian did have priority uh, or the right of way and were struck by that car making the turn. So it isn't just one issue. It's actually a number of issues. But what it boils down to is uh, we're not taking enough awareness of what's happening around us. And that goes for drivers as they're making turns. They should be checking to make sure it's safe to make that turn. The problem is the pedestrian is quite small and compared to other vehicles. And unfortunately, in some cases, gets lost in the traffic, if you will. So a person that's maybe trying to get between those two cars that uh, are coming towards them, so they're trying to make that quick left turn, they're not taking into account what's beyond that left turn. And that's where the pedestrians are getting struck. So we have a a number of different challenges. And really, it boils down to education with the uh, motoring public as well as the road using public as a whole on how to safely negotiate uh, our roadways. The reality is, if everybody followed our rules or or in the Highway Traffic Act, we'd see probably no collisions and much safer roads, but the reality is people are making mistakes. Okay, I have a couple of of questions there. So nothing uh, related to a change of season or anything like that? Not as of yet. Uh, We will likely see with the change of uh, 
the time zones per se, uh, not the day of, but usually later on, uh, where uh, individuals, uh, uh, pedestrians are traveling at now dark hours in the morning. Uh, when there's increase in pedestrian traffic in the morning, then unfortunately we do see an increase in pedestrians being struck. Uh, right now we are starting to see a rise in the number of individuals being struck, but it isn't directly attributed to uh, a change in time per se or a change in season. Uh, unfortunately, it is in some cases, or in most cases, actually, uh, an error that's made by one or the other. Just the other day, uh, we were talking to Councillor Jay Robinson about the fact that the city is is going to make it a little tougher for developers to just willy-nilly close entire lanes of traffic for very lengthy periods of time. Uh, Do you think some of these accidents are occurring because, you know, so many lanes are blocked and everybody is kind of squished? That's not actually where we're seeing those types of collisions uh, quite often. And uh, unfortunately, we did see one uh, yesterday at, uh, I believe it was Lansdowne and Davenport. And I just have to double check that. But uh, we had one yesterday. It was an uh, individual making a left-hand turn. There was no con- uh, construction in that location. And unfortunately, that person uh, suffered life-threatening injuries. So we need to keep in mind that, uh, sorry, it was Davenport and Nottington yesterday. Uh, we need to keep in mind that individuals uh, that are operating motor vehicles and essentially uh, don't get injured when there's a collision, even if it involves another motor vehicle. But when we look at a pedestrian or cyclist being struck by that car, that's where the challenge uh, for the person to survive. And the reality is the older you are, the less likely you are to survive. Absolutely. Um, I've heard people bring up uh, another thing. Uh, you know, the the Highway Traffic Act says that it's not lawful for a pedestrian to start crossing once that countdown goes up. But it's, yeah, once the don't walk signal begins. R- right. But the, those countdowns, they come up pretty quickly. Uh, some people were timing them, uh, or some of them anyway, at 11 seconds. That's not enough to cross the street for a lot of people. Sorry, 11 seconds before uh, the, countdown? the countdown comes up. Okay, so you had 11 seconds of a walk signal prior to the countdown, is what you're saying. Right. Okay, so the, you have to keep in mind that each intersection essentially is computer controlled. And the counts that, um, that are in position are meant for the average person to cross uh, or have enough time to complete their crossing once they're on the roadway. The 11th second start time would suggest that the intersections you're looking at show a high volume of pedestrian uh, traffic, and uh, the different times of the day will change how long that walk signal is there. But don't do we need to make that that walk single signal longer? I would say no, and the only reason I say that is because well, the only things that are being changed right now is the duration of the countdowns that I'm aware of that are the durations of the countdowns in order to give individuals who are on the roadway, uh, as individuals get older, they move slower generally. Uh, So the forecast from the city is to see a dramatic increase in the seniors population by 2028. So they're slowly adjusting the light timings to allow more time for the person or the most uh, largest demographic uh, that eventually will be in Toronto to cross those streets. But the starting time to get across those streets doesn't have to be increased except where they find the pedestrian volumes exceed what could begin their crossing within that period of time. Well, apparently in New York, they did extend that period of time before the countdown and they found that it, it did reduce accidents. Uh, that I couldn't speak to because that's not something that the Ministry of Transportation or the City of Toronto uh, that I'm aware of has begun here. Now, I do know that there were some suggestions that uh, the New York 
allow individuals to cross on the don't walk signal. Uh, that was something I haven't read the article, uh, but I saw that there was some comment that perhaps they're making it now legal to cross. And the Ministry of Transportation has come outright and said they have no intention of changing that law. So the reality is we have to work within the laws that we have, and the challenge is getting the community to use the roads within the laws that we have. Per se, when we look at collisions, the mid-block crossing, uh, the left turn at the intersection, and the right turn at the intersection are probably the most dangerous times for a pedestrian. Uh, in most cases, in mid-block crossing, and which unfortunately we have seen, in most cases, the uh, individual that's stepping out is stepping out with little or no time for the driver to react. Um, we're not saying in all cases, but definitely in uh, quite a few of them. Whereas the turning issue is the individual making those turns or the motor vehicle making those turns, that's unfortunately making the errors in most cases. But we need to keep in mind that the rules were put in place, but unfortunately the countdown is being misinterpreted, I guess is the best way to put it, by individuals thinking that, well, oh yeah, I can make that street in 11 seconds, so they'll run across. I've seen people run across when it goes from one to zero, and they're actually running across on a green light for the direction of traffic that they're crossing. So that individual actually had no priority to come through that intersection. But the reality is that person doesn't want to wait. You know, in fact, that person I'm referring to, actually, I saw them running up Bay Street. So clearly I'm going to suggest that they were running late. So the reality is we're not giving us, ourselves enough time to get a, to where we're going. And as a result, we're taking chances. Or we're taking those shortcuts. The problem is those shortcuts are costing lives. And we're not saying that every time the pedestrian is wrong. And that's not what I'm trying to suggest at all. What I'm saying is people are making mistakes, whether they're drivers or pedestrians, and the end result, somebody's losing their life. Okay, I'm going to uh, give the numbers out again. Uh, pedestrians out there, are you crossing legally or do you take shortcuts? Uh, is it the driver's fault or is it is it your fault if uh, there comes to a collision? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, let's take a call from Ed. Hi, Ed. How are you? Fine. Uh, How are you? Uh, pretty good, I guess. Uh, I'm just going to make a couple of comments on uh, two points there. One comment was uh, needless deaths. Uh, if you remember uh, way back in the year 2000 almost, uh, prior to that, uh, green paper or white paper, whatever they want to call it, came down from the province that uh, police were to cease uh, chases of vehicles unless there was a known hostage in the car. And Mayor Mel Lastman went on the air sometime in the early year 2000-2001 after we'd had a couple people killed uh, needlessly on police chases and pleaded the police desist from doing this sort of practice. Uh, this seems to have still gone on over the years. And when are they going to follow their own guidelines and uh, uh, and things brought down by the province, for one thing, I would That's out. a very and good so- point, Ed. Thanks very much. Uh, we're now uh, going to take another call. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. So I'm uh, both a pedestrian and a driver downtown. And uh, I had no idea until I heard the campaign a couple of weeks ago that when the countdown starts, you're not supposed to cross. And I don't, I mean, from what I see, most people I don't think understand that. And, and that's scary because uh, 
I got to tell you that I'm downtown driving. I'm paranoid between the bicycles, the pedestrians, the people that are not following what they should be doing. It, it's really tough. Yeah, exactly. And the people with the headphones in their ears, too. Or the cell phones in their hands, although that's less and less now. That's uh, that's good to know that it's less than less. Um, I think you make a good point, and that's why we keep having uh, Constable Stibby on, so uh, that people my know. Question, my, my question for Constable Stibby, and that, I guess it goes beyond Toronto as well, is how do, how do people get that information? Like, I know you've started a, a kind of a pilot program, but is that going to be enough to educate the public in general? Because I'll tell you, it's rampant. Constable Stibby? The, the challenge we have right now is the, I guess the way that the countdown was rolled out, uh, when you look at a, an amber or a yellow light, what does that suggest to you? It means most people would take that to be cautionary, uh, especially when approaching a yellow light, you stop if at all possible. If not, then you continue through safely through the intersection. That, that's what an amber means to most people. But what does red mean to you? It means stop. It means danger. So I think the community as a whole may be taking the amber as a, a cautionary look. It's an advisory look. You've only got seven seconds, and, you know, well, hey, I've got seven seconds. It's cautionary. It's just letting me know. And I think that's where the fall down occurs. The, there's a, a disconnect between what that, that countdown, and we, we can even forget the countdown. The, the flashing hand is actually what's addressed in the Highway Traffic Act, not the countdown. The countdown is secondary, and it actually isn't directly addressed in the Highway Traffic Act. So when you see that flashing hand start, and I, this is a perfect example. I've, I've seen it many times, and we even had discussions with people that were at our uh, launch and asked, if the countdown signal wasn't there and you saw a flashing hand, would you take the chance in crossing? Almost everybody said no, because I don't know when that light's going to change. Okay. But Let- they, what they're doing is they're using the countdown as leverage for them to get across the road. Okay, yeah, let's try to uh, get in at least one more call here. We've got Everett in Whitby. Hello, Everett. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, listen. I think the pedestrian know no matter what happens, they are right. If they get hit by the car, the, the, the driver is always right, no matter what the pedestrian do, and, and, and including myself. I'm a driver, too, so I, I cross it. You know, it, it's a given. They, they've got to make some, you know, better, you know, way of... Um, don't talk about people with phones and headphones and all that. That's another story. But just people at random, they cross, you know, just like, you know, walking the street. They don't really think about the car or anything like that. The car has to stop. That's the bottom line. Uh, that's uh, yeah. The car does yeah. have to stop. That's that's the way people. I think I, I know. And I'm a driver. I do that. You know, I look I, a little bit, but still, yeah. I'm going to suggest that the average person will not run down a pedestrian on purpose. That's not exactly. the, the goal. Yes, the goal of of uh, drivers. Exactly. Now, but the, the the issue is uh, when we see pedestrians and drivers having conflicts on the roadway, which would include pedestrians disobeying lights, drivers disobeying lights, uh, drivers making turns in front of cyclists, causing collisions. I mean, what we see is three different groups trying to work to not necessarily work together, but trying to get along on the road. The reality is it's very challenging because there are many different personalities, and whether you're a pedestrian or a driver or a cyclist, and some of those personalities conflict, and on top of violations that may occur on behalf of any one of those groups. So in some cases, you have the, the, 
the person that's you know willing to say, hey, go ahead, I'll give you the make the left turn, make the right turn, or somebody that's paying that extra attention. The problem is you'll also have somebody that's the exact opposite. And there's no way to make sure that everybody follows the rules except through enforcement and education. The reality is we even see in enforcement, we usually change a person's behavior for about a month after they get a ticket, but in most cases they fall back to what they did before. So Interesting, interesting point. Uh, that is uh, all the time we have for this uh, segment today. Everett, thank you very much for your call. Constable Stibby, thank you very much. And unfortunately, I'm sure that it won't be very long before we have to revisit this topic. Okay, just to let you know, we've had 32 pedestrians uh, killed, sorry, 33 pedestrians killed so far this year as compared to 29. Oh, dear. So the numbers are higher this year, so it is not trending well for us. We hope that uh, these numbers don't continue. Okay, we hope so too, uh, Constable Stibby. Thank you so much for your thank time. You. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.